This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code podcast of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. On today's show, my co-hosts help to either balance out or increase my skepticism. Say hello to M3 Tim Maxwell. Hello. Tim's back in the studio today because he is fully vaccinated, plus however many days. We're trying to remember the number of days. But he was vaccinated way back in January because he works in the hospital. So I'm excited to have somebody back in the studio. Uh, We also have M1 Rick Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And we have M1 AJ Chowdhury. Hello. And what's the crack? M1 Alex Belzer. What'd it do? All dudes. All masculine. All bros. Some bros doing guy things. <laughs> that's not what dudes. That's not what we're doing. I'm excited about today's show for no particular reason. How's that for how's that for winding up the how's that for hype? Today's show sponsored by Panacea Financial, a division of Sauna Bank, member FDIC. Panacea is banking for medical students and doctors. I am so happy to have their support because sponsors are the lifeblood, the lymph, maybe, of podcasting. And they help us keep the show moving. So in, in, in return for their support, they'd love for you to consider their services. So I'll tell you more about them later on in the show. So what's going on in your lives? AJ, have you been thinking about any thoughts? We just had a test, so not really. Not really? Pretty no thoughts? Brain dead. What was it? Immunology? No. Alphabet soup. Was that what it is? Immunology? Yeah, yeah but less tasty <laughs> with Greek letters. <laughs> It was like Greek yogurt, but soup. Oh, oh, that's terrible. I'm not hungry anymore. But I am curious. I want to know, what's your guilty pleasure? After what's a test, my guilty what pleasure after a test? I do like to enjoy a cold beverage of the adult variety. Um, <laughs> currently, I have some Sam Adams New England IPA in the fridge. And I, you know, after the exams, I like to crack one of those open and just savor the beginning of the weekend. What about you other people? Is that going to be, that's going to be everybody's guilty pleasure. That's not guilt. That's yeah, not guilty. You, is it a guilty pleasure if you're not guilty about it? I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's Rick, you're <laughs> basic. If I'm basic, I had my Starbucks while I was wearing my Uggs. You just need um, your IPA, your mustache, and your podcast. Wait, you got you got one of those already. Oh, man. I, you're right. Guilty uh, pleasure. I would love it if your guilty pleasure after a test was to go home and put on some Uggs and sip a Starbucks. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, man. That would be amazing. I feel hey, like, though, in med hey. school, you can feel guilty about everything. What about you, Alex? You, what's my your guilty, guilty pleasure? pleasure? Oh, man. I like to go for bike rides. And like 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 ten miles or something, and then end at a burrito shop, <laughs> and then get a burrito, and then sit next to the river with that burrito. You Where is there back. a riverside burrito shop? There's not. A, well, the, the, you can bike to the riverside and bike to the burrito shop. This is the difference between a uh, uh, fat old man Dave and a fit 
fit young medical student, I'm like, oh, I've got to conserve energy. I'm only going to go to the burrito shop if it's right next to the river because otherwise that's exercise. That's extra exercise. Nobody wants that. Let's preface this by remembering Alex is the person after one of our CAPS exams decided to go runs like 65 miles overnight. <laughs> Alex, true. tell him about this because that, that's yeah, wild. So you, got, you garnered some major respect from the class. So when I was in like, it was March or something like that, and I was throwing around the idea of doing 100K, running 100K with my friends, and none of them wanted to actually do it. So I just like signed up for it. My friend, one of my friends actually directs the race. And so he gave me like a hefty discount on it. Shout out to him because I'm poor. So I signed up for it in like March and I was like, you know, like I'll be able to get that Friday off. We're, we're just going to figure it out, you know. And so I get to the beginning of the year. We get our schedule and I look at it and there's an exam that day at 2 p.m. And the race starts at like 8 a.m. And then I, I like submit an absence request for it was like, hey, can you please let me go to this? Like I signed up so long ago. It was like a hundred dollars. That's not going to happen. And they were like, no, have you seen the thing where it's like, no. And then it's like a red heart. (laughs) No red heart. That's what I got from the course director, which is okay. Like I get it. So then I was like, you know what? There is a 23 hour cutoff for this race. So if I just like start like seven hours late, like it's no problem. And so, yeah, then I, I drove to Dubuque in the morning and took the exam at my friend's house who happens to live in Dubuque and then went drove directly from his house to the race and then I ran for 12 and a half hours and I didn't come in last even with a 7 hour handicap. Sorry, I don't I don't understand this story. How do you how do you run for 12 and a half hours? How is that even possible? How does it I mean at some point your body has to run out of like I, I don't know, like ATP. How does this work? You get into a fat burning state. So part of like training for that is you never um, been in that you, like, state. Train yourself to run like with a low heart rate and just like run forever. Okay. So if you if you're feeding yourself enough and you maintain electrolyte balance and you're relatively in shape, you could run for forever. All right. It's like the most beautiful thing about the human body. Well, I thought I was in relatively good shape, but now I'm questioning. Yeah, I don't think I could run for more than like I don't know, twenty minutes. I will, I'll tell you what, I will run if I'm on fire. <laughs> Actually, there was a time in my life, long, well, long ago, when I did enjoy running. I know you wouldn't believe it now, but, and it was fun. It was nice. It was nice. But then, you know, burritos happened. Oh. That's impressive. Just, it is impressive. Yeah, props. That's, I, yeah, I can't even imagine doing that. Alex, Alex gets up at like you... 5 a.m. to run, like, miles and miles. That's true. He after we got done running uh, the Carver race, he said, "I'm behind on my workouts," and then did a long run afterwards. Yeah, well, that, after running a four by four and a mile, that just makes sense. That's true. I think I ran like 15 miles that day. That's normal for him. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a guilty pleasure for me, and I, it's very boring. Every, everything I do is boring. I do enjoy. I mean, like I enjoy the expanse. But that's not a guilty pr- pleasure. I can't talk about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's for another podcast. Yeah, I can't talk about the one where I, you know, I can't even think of one. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. Can't even think of an alternative. For the after hour. Okay, I got it. My daughter is a binge-watching Bones right now, and that is my guilty pleasure because I watch it with her. Even though I make fun of the show relentlessly during the, and she gets pissed at me. I still enjoy watching it, but don't tell her. 
that I enjoy watching. I would say, you know, to follow that up, you know, I think a guilty pleasure, I've been thinking about it, Minecraft. You're like, oh, what are you, 12 and have no friends? I'm like, kind of, yeah, <laughs> no. but That's a smart it's, it's, game. It's Legos, but cheaper. Like, <laughs> you just can, like, you instead of having to buy, like, a, a $200 set that you can only build one thing, I can build whatever I want and waste my entire night. And there's so. no risk of just hellish pain your in your feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... And it lasts forever. You can just save it. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I think actually, it's... I've got a friend who... He was telling me about his Minecraft world, and... I, I didn't even know that you could play Minecraft online until he was telling me about this, but they've, there's like 30 of them, and they like hold democratic elections, and they like have a system of government in Amazing. their Minecraft world. It's pretty insane. And they've like written up a multi-page constitution. It's <laughs> it's insane. I mess with this level that's, of like like involvement. Dude, Minecraft that's is what, fun. That's like what yo pros are into. You know, uh, I used to play Minecraft with my kids, and I had something very similarly complex to a democratic government and and all this kind of stuff. That is, I would just put down, you know, 4,000 blocks of TNT and blow the shit out of stuff. So I think that's comparable. As one does. Dave, I've never fathomed you as, not that I've ever really put much thought into it, but I didn't fathom you as the Minecraft type. Well, I'm not. Look. I enjoyed playing it with my young children, but I don't. Is this but your guilty pleasure? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I mean, they're they're kind of older now. They're they're. Although my son, my sixteen uh, year old son, I I think he's playing. It feels like feels like he's doing drugs. Like I think he's. I think he plays Minecraft <laughs> in the evening with his friends online. <laughs> I certainly no son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, drugs are bad. Never do them. But yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I guess for me, I I don't really feel guilty about it though. Like video games, I'm a big Nintendo fan. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Maybe somebody of my age should you know move up to like PS5 or Xbox One Series X. What are we up to now? But that and like maybe listening to like Fight Song by what's her name Rachel Platt Platten. What is I don't it? know that song. Oh. oh yes! This is my fight. Song. Yeah, no, I yes. know exactly what you're talking about. There you go. It uh, goes hard. <laughs> Nicole says. Uh, Nicole on the live stream says, uh, "Play Planet Zoo and pretend you're a slightly more moral version of the Tiger King." I don't know what Planet Zoo is, but oh. now I have to look it up. See, I learned something is new. That an, is that an ad? Like one of those ads? That pops up on <laughs> <laughs> Download Empire of Kings. <laughs> Uh, when am I? Yeah, when am I going to get as a sponsor that sweet, sweet video game, you know, uh, oh. crappy mobile video game Shadow advertiser? Legends yeah, it's the ad before every single YouTube video. Yeah, Raid Shadow Legends. That's the cloud. That's the one I was thinking of. And and Raycon, give me a call. Yeah, give me a call, Raycon. It's actually phones, right? It's actually uh, you know topical to the show. So I have a question for you guys. Sorry to change topic, but please do. I just thought of something awesome. So we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> hypothetical situation: You like need medical care for some reason, right? I don't know what it is. Fill that in your mind, and you walk into the nearest hospital, and it's like super dirty. And so then you're like, "Man, I like need medical care, but this hospital is super dirty." And so then you like look up the reviews on this hospital, and it turns out that it's like top five hospital in the country they got excellent like prognoses excellent care and so so what do you do like would you go to that hospital even though you're like disgusted by it i think the problem with this question it's a great question i think the problem with this question is that 
like my personal definition of dirty is going to be a lot different from other people's understanding of dirty. Like if you come to my house, I think think chances are 50-50 they'll be like, this is a shithole. What are the Yelp reviews on the Edler's home? Yeah. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> terrible service. The owner was surly. <laughs> maybe maybe it's good, though. Maybe it's like, you know, dirty, but great meals or dirty, but great conversation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope know. great. It's like a Denny's, like, Yelp feedback. Like, got shot at, but they were open at 3 a.m. Great pancakes. <laughs> true let's extend it to like waffle house (laughs) representation like Like i slipped on like (laughs) yes i slipped on like a giant cockroach coming in and but my food was great and it really helped my hangover and everything was better afterwards (laughs) do you like waffles yes do i like sitting in waffle house no no I think no, you just gradually like decrease your life expectancy the longer you're in a Waffle House. <laughs> Someone do a retrospective cohort study on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, funnily enough, with your question about the hospital, I was imagining what's your injury. I'm like, well, we just talked about Minecraft and Legos, so I stepped on a Lego, and so and you have a giant open wound on your foot. Giant now. open Lego shaped wound on my foot, and so if it's super dirty on the floor. And, like, I'm oozing blood from my foot. I'm like, maybe I won't go here because... Well, they're going to... They're going to... Infections. They're going to put some... They're going to put some Bactine in there. What do they put in wounds? Bactrum? (laughs) Yes. But, like, that also contradicts the second part of the question. Like, there is excellent care there. Yeah, but... Who do they know that gave them these... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The politics. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go. Have you guys go. ever been to like a really dirty hotel room? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I went to a motel, and I'm pretty sure I could have gotten like a lice infection or something from it. Yeah. One time, I walked into a Red Roof Inn, and I think we had paid like $30 a night for this hotel. Like, we, we kind of expected it to be bad. And I walk into my room, and like, it looks okay. Like, the carpet's like brown, walls are like brown she's like brown intentionally you know I mean? brown like it's pretty standard they're intentionally brown yeah, yeah. or are they stained yeah brown? and the question. then we like look at the wall and there's like half a piece of red velvet cake stuck to the wall <laughs> that's a service that they provide to yeah. their guests it was, no, it, was like a hospital. it was like stale <laughs> oh man that's like the hospital. I mean, it's like it's a it's a it's a a welcoming gift. So like, if you're talking about like a messy hospital, and you just saw like a piece of cake on the floor. You're like, ah, they're just that's a it's a uh, you know a welcome gift. They're introducing me to their you know their hospital with a, a, a it's, warm yeah, greeting. It's a promotion. It's a promotion for the cafeteria. Yeah, I, let's see. I've been in a couple really nasty. Actually, more. I think they're more just like grim hotel rooms. Like I remember staying like we were driving a long distance somewhere and. We stayed, uh, we, you know, we pulled over for the night and it was like a Motel 6 kind of place. I don't know if that was, it's that one exactly. But when we walked into the room, first of all, the room was unaccountably giant, which you would go, oh, that's great. That's fine. But it was weirdly giant and it was lit by like a single bulb with the worst color rendering so that you felt like you were in a morgue. It had almost zero furniture in it, so it was felt even bigger. And it just, it was, I don't even know how to describe how odd this this hotel room made me feel. 
Did um, it make you feel like it had absorbed the adjoining room or something? I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. That's. I was so grateful to get out. I mean, we were just staying overnight, so I wasn't too fussed about it. But I have been to a theme hotel room. Uh, a theme hotel before. And what's the theme like? Lizards. Let's see. I think the theme was My a, Little Pony. A cave. Regrets. It was a cave room. Right, no. And so it had a it had a water bed right there. Thumbs up. It had a water bed. It had a fountain in it. Like a like a wall, a whole wall of like a cascading water fountain, and it had another weirdly giant room, a bathroom. It was weirdly giant. So wait, the fountain, like the cascading like waterfall feature, was in the room. Yeah, you could turn it off and turn it on, huh. but you know it was in that the sounds room. Sounds cool. The only problem was in the middle of the night. Honestly, in the middle of the night, the the fountain died. <laughs> it started making this like, and then it died. So it was good. My friends had a the room next door is the space room. So did they have like a dead astronaut in there or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a cave themed hotel room, then that's just an excuse for them to dig a hole in some rock, and then there's no lights in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they should. Their they could, sleep is terrible. You're like, you're, you're saying they really could have gone further. Hotel room. Yeah, they could have gone further. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Further than you know, seven brown seventy shag carpet and and mirrors over the bed, mirrors over the water bed. Yeah, absolutely. Man, now we need to go and look up some themed hotels. I've never heard of that before, but it's like it's. What are you talking intriguing. about? You, what you, you've never heard of a themed hotel room before? I mean, uh, maybe no. I'm just uncultured, and it comes to hotel room themes. Well, I, but I, I don't know if culture is the right word for what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> Uh, I think Dave is just hypercultured. <laughs> but wait, so like it's different themes for different rooms, or is it like the whole hotel has like a yeah theme? different different themes for different rooms. It's like the equivalent of like escape rooms. You know, each escape room has a theme. <laughs> and, and by the time you're done with the night, you'd like to escape that room. Yes, it floods the waterfall feature floods your room, and you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll start closing it in on you slowly. <laughs> Perhaps this is a sort of a passe concept, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe this is something that was common. Well, cuz not not common but was like, you know, like, oh, this is a fun getaway for adults, you know, like we'll have a theme room, but nobody really wants to do that anymore. They want to go stay at the Hilton Garden or whatever, you know. <laughs> cuz I was thinking like I'd stayed at a place called Cabana Bay down in Florida. And that's kind of like retro 60s, 70s-ish yeah. themed. But that sure, like, that's but, one kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The hotel downtown, the Ryder Hotel, I'm not going to mention the name because they, you know, call me <laughs> and I'll have you on. The, you can be a sponsor. But, you know, that's a Ryder themed hotel, right? But mm-hmm. the whole hotel is that way. No, there was right. a class of hotels. Like you'd go stay in the Catskills and like, and like your tub was a giant wine glass. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> go look up theme hotels. You may book your next trip. Just bring, you know, bleach. That's probably that's probably for the best. Hey, I need to take a break. Tell you about our sponsor. I forgot to tell you about our sponsor. Get so into these fascinating discussions we've had today that I forgot to tell you about our sponsor. As I said at the top of the show, our sponsor for this episode is our friends at Panacea Financial. Hey, Tim. Yes. Pop quiz. Guess the professions of the founders of Panacea Financial. Pharmacists. Witches. No. <laughs> witches. They're witches. No, they're not Actually, witches. Uh, I googled this the other day because I saw that they were a sponsor. I think they're doctors. Yes, uh, you know that was going to be my next guess, but now I wish they were Did witches. Did you do a Pico investigation, Alex? <laughs> oh no, I thought you were talking about Pico de Gallo. <laughs> oh, I'm back on the burrito train. 
Panacea Financial was founded by two young doctors. Guess why they founded Panacea Financial? I feel like my answers have been awful, but I'm going to say med student debt. That is part of it. But wrong! Dang it. They found other banks' business practices were incompatible with the physician lifestyle. They were frustrated by other banks' high interest rates, cosigner requirements, restrictive loan terms, flat-out rejections. Um, and inconvenient access to customer service. So they built banking specifically for doctors and doctors in training. Panacea offers what they call PRN, personal loans, for medical students with fast decisions and funding in as little as 24 hours. No co-signers required with rates less than half of a credit card. They also offer totally free checking with all ATM fees reimbursed across the country so you can take them with you from medical school into residency and beyond. And best of all, every customer at Panacea gets their own private banker. Their private bankers are supported by a live concierge service desk 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because they work doctor's hours, not banker's hours. Through their nonprofit arm, the Panacea Financial Foundation, they invest in doctors and training and are working to improve the leaky pipeline for underrepresented ethnic and racial minorities in the medical profession with scholarship and grant programs. So visit PanaceaFinancial.com to find out how Panacea Financial truly serves the needs of physicians in training. Panacea Financial is a division of Sonabank, member FDIC. Thank you, Panacea Financial. Appreciate that. Sorry for the witch's comment. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I was thinking about something. I've got a lot of apps on my phone and probably more than I need, some that I don't ever use. But I was wondering, I kind of had two thoughts. One, what would you say the most useful app for like medical school you have on your phone is currently? And then kind of related question, if you could create an app that was like medically related, what would it do and why? For for example, this is going to sound maybe cliche and like maybe like Gunner or something, but... <laughs> Honestly, I think Anki has been the best app for me. I don't think you're going to get any argument from these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. That's $25 totally worth it. I'll be the, I'll be the devil's, devil's advocate here. No, no, I th- Alex, I we think argue the best about app, this all the time. The best shame, app, shame, shame. <laughs> I'm outnumbered. It's a I good thing we're not in you. person right now. How dare. Nah, nah, the best app, Reddit. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. okay. That's 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 fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, think about that one. Once you mold that over. This is a med school. I, I, I will say I spent more time on the toilet on Reddit than I do on Anki. So. Well, that's, wait until step one comes. Boom. That's <laughs> one way to judge. Yeah. So Reddit. Reddit. I, I mean, I can see ways that Reddit is useful for med school. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you just Reddit in general? Reddit is useful for dealing with existential crises on a daily basis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like r slash mildly interesting. Yeah, that's, I like that one. That's, yeah. Shower um, thoughts, I'm classic. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. r slash ask Reddit. Yeah. If uh, you ever want to at, feel good about yourself, r slash am I the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Here, let's let's take this going. What What, what is Spoiler your favorite alert. subreddit? I feel like I use Reddit more as like a diversion than like medical school stuff i do enjoy like the shower thoughts oh makes I have you to think. think a little longer yeah <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been able to post anything on shower thoughts oh nicole this is nicole uh, she says r slash hedgehogs so oh 
I think we all know which Nicole right. we're or talking wait, what's, about. That reminds me. There's one that's like r slash animals being jerks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or animals being derps. <laughs> Dude, r slash startled cats. Hilarious. r slash bread stapled to trees. What? I'm thinking about bringing that to, to CCOM. Oh, my. <laughs> There's a wow. subreddit for everything. Find baguette stapled to the tree outside of Murph, and that's what I will introduce as the culture of Murph to our, our visiting students on their tour. Okay. In the meme world, there's, like, a significant, like, I don't know, there's, like, levels to it. So you can start with, like, r slash surreal memes, and then if you go, like, You don't start deeper, there. That is the top. No, well, well. Dank no, memes. That's, that's not the bottom is what i'm saying it goes deeper so then you can go to like r slash deep fried memes which make just as little sense but like are messed up and then you can go to like nuked memes and then black hole memes (laughs) and then like i don't know i i can't remember the one was deeper than that but it's like corked memes or something like that it goes crazy it goes dummy all right dave what were you saying i made an app this week what i did I don't know how to make apps, but I made an app. Do you, have you heard about no-code apps? So they're services uh, on the internet, and they allow you to make apps without knowing any code at all. They, might, you know, in my case, this was based on uh, you know f- five or six different spreadsheets, and you so you put them into make a Google sheet with each different one, and then you can connect the different sheets together in different ways to to make an app. This week, I made a conference app, huh. and uh, never done it before. And it was immensely satisfying to take something that you saw a need for and then and then make it. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So go ahead, make your apps. No? So is, is it like, <laughs> like Squarespace Mobile or something? It's kind of like it was a, just a lot of fun hmm. for a dork like me. And it'll save it'll save the writing program, you know, a few hundred dollars from the app that we used to use for our conference, which was like a thousand bucks versus, you know, hmm. 380 bucks. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Nice. It's a lot of fun. I feel like definitely the thing that's holding me back from making my own apps is the lack of ideas for apps, much more so than like the technical capabilities. Like I'm sure that if I knew what I wanted to make, like nothing's gonna hold me back. Like I'm gonna run through a brick wall to get that app made. But I just, I have no idea. I think that's I like the- all of my app needs are met. I've, I feel like I've thought of at least 400 apps, but, you know, because I can't make them, I'm like, well, there's no, <laughs> there's no point to, uh, to even thinking about that. An app that shames you for opening up Instagram for the 20th time of the day. <laughs> there's an app that someone told me about that you like, you can choose a charity and then put a dollar amount anywhere from like one to like $100 and it locks your phone. And if you decide to access your phone and break that lock or whatever, you have to, it, it just, it takes that money and donates it right to a charity or it donates trees or whatever. And I'm like, that is a Holy. pretty awesome way to like force you monetarily. If, if, in case you weren't motivated or disciplined enough, we're going to take money from you and make sure you study by, you know, taking out some uh, amount of money. So I was like, that's pretty, pretty dope idea. One thing I've been wondering about is kind of going back to that medicine aspect is, you know, what what is a, an opinion that you guys have that you know might be controversial, uh, a controversial opinion of something that's going on in healthcare or medicine today? I could share one. I don't know. I worry a little bit about it, though. Well, look, share it. And the only people who are going to see it are, are going to hear it are Mackenzie, Nicole <laughs> and Kyle on the live stream. Well, it has to do with a lecture here. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I don't know if it's the right venue to share it. Full send. 
force. <laughs> well, you know, okay. I believe C-Com anonymize. And Anon- well, yeah. Lead that feedback is accepted and will be well taken so well it's as long as it's constructive right yeah well there was a statement that was made during a lecture that essentially was it it pretty sure i remember it was all abortions are good like positive okay and i took great issue with that i'm a little more conservative in general but the the finality of that statement was just astounding to me you know this is i like this i mean i think we're pro- i think our views on abortion are different but mm-hmm. are probably different but we were talking last week on the show about bad advice mm-hmm. and one thing we didn't talk about that i meant to talk about on the show is how to recognize bad advice and so you saying that made me remember that and i think one way to recognize bad advice or in this case bad philosophy maybe yeah is when it's absolute yeah that's Uh, always how you knew on the mcat to not pick the answer if it was always or never like (laughs) because of course of of course if somebody's morning (laughs) yeah because of course if somebody says well this is always the way it is that's that can't you know it's it's a that most of the time especially when you're talking about some sort of societal issue or Mm -hmm. some sort of uh, and it's a it's a complex issue and so i think to have a you know, a pretty, just a broad paint statement like that. I just was like, wow, I find that really surprising that you would say that. Like, even if I know it's such a complex issue, but like, I just, I had an experience going to uh, an abortion provider and like seeing one performed and like the emotions in that situation don't all seem positive to me (laughs) yeah and so it's like i think it's fraught with (laughs) complications and i just i really did not like that part of the lecture so i don't know if that makes me unpopular that's an unpopular opinion but i i think no like if i don't i don't i don't know if it's a bad opinion i just you know i can see how some people would disagree with it maybe but yeah it would be hard for me to argue that your view on it is always wrong i mean you know yeah I don't know. It, it might be more. It might be more to wrong territory when you're unwilling to be open-minded to another person's opinion, mm-hmm. and especially factual information. I, I, you said something about the broad paintbrush, and Dave. I remember there was an episode before I was here. We were all here. Oh, uh, shit. Alex and uh, AJ and I about <laughs> this is where this is where the, this is where my my chickens come to roost. Okay, go ahead. Because I remember someone wrote back and you know called you out about something you had said about going out to the bars or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. Painted a, a with a brush, you know, way too broad, and I think that's something that was a good point that you you made was that that you should be able to be respective of. There's a lot going on in things, yeah. So yeah. being able to appreciate how much is going on and that you can't generalize to everyone in every extent. So mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 thank you for bringing up my past transgressions. I appreciate that. To any time, Rick. Anytime you want to embarrass me publicly, I'm, I mean, I'm open. Myself, so I'm I open I'd to that. Share the experience, make it a communal thing. <laughs> oh, man. Bonding. I love you. I really don't mind. I really don't mind. I mean, I can't claim to always be correct. I can certainly, at times, claim to be caught up in a moment and maybe not thinking as clearly as I want to be. But you know, so I like it when people constructively call me out and and say that. If you look. Listeners, if anything that Rick has said today is something that you want to that you want to piss and moan about, or you want to, you know, certainly write to the shortcoats at gmail.com and uh, and tell them about it. I'll pass it on. 
He will. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, AJ? You're you're known to have a few hot takes every once in a while. What what are your thoughts? Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> what gets you hot and bothered about medicine today? At the societal level, at the level of like med school. Make it your own. I'd say, honestly, I'd say the culture of silence and hiding. If you're having difficulties with like life or academics or even with just like a patient, there's this expectation that you are perfect at all times. And I feel like not having a culture where you're almost expected to look for that support and have that support be met whenever you do have a rough period of your life or like a hard rotation or just like long work hours as an attending like there should be an outlet for that that is healthy and productive and i think that's one of the problems we're running into now with how much burnout there is with med students residents and physicians agreed i really like that i mentioned that last week about like it was with a bad advice like not mentioning like things that have gone wrong or like not mentioning like the mental emotional challenges you face in your applications and it's like that's just like taking out the entire humanistic side of life Mm -hmm. here's a corollary to this idea wondering like how do you figure out when to speak up about something like something that's that's negative that you see as a problem and could be fixed when you know that if you speak up it's going to be a problem for you so uh part of my research is in medical education and like there is an aspect of it that you we're evaluating for student well-being so i know some of the questions that i want to explore if i had to present them to leadership it probably won't be looked upon favorably but at the same time, it's a question that needs to be asked. I feel like that's in the category of things I'm talking about. You know, questions that need to be asked, but that make some people, especially leaders, uncomfortable. I think a lot of things that are difficult in life where you're having to make a difficult decision, you're faced with a defining moment in a sense, kind of like, am I really going to ask this question? Because it's almost like a point of no return per se. Is this the hill I want to die on today? In a sense, yeah. It, it's it's going to be one that I think defines you in the context that you're currently in. So in AJ, it's, it might define him in his existence in the administration and at CECOM and Iowa. But I think it comes down, whatever that situation is, you're going to have to evaluate if it's you know reporting something that shouldn't be happening. That's a situation that I've had to be in. And you have to face that and be like, I this sucks. I don't want to be in this situation, but I am. And I'd rather be on this ground. I'd rather do this thing or not do this thing. And I think that's the way I want to be defined. And it sits with me morally. And I feel good about that. Or at least it's the better of the two options that I want to identify with. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think, is it my turn? You guys have all posed these spontaneous questions today that uh, I totally hadn't planned on. Oh, we're just deep thinkers. Well, you are. That's what uh, what I'm getting. But I think maybe it's my turn to come up with something. If you were a king, what would your throne look like? What what would it be made of? What would it feel like? What, What would it convey to your loyal subjects? All I know right now is that there would be a sword and a shield on the back of it. So, so that you could, just in case, defend like, so the kingdom All right. when called upon. You're a protector. Well, 
I guess so. Or are you talking about defending your my throne, your <laughs> shitty, shitty self? <laughs> well, I'd like to think it's the kingdom at large. Okay, but you know, somebody comes up and wants some action. I'm not going to deny it. Very good. Are you to the moral implications of the social contract between a ruler and their constituents? Do they actually want to be ruled? Are they okay with that? I don't know. You're a pain in the ass. <laughs> Alex, I'm been king. Reading a lot of philosophy <laughs> lately. I'm king. I don't. How, how does he have time to read? He's running so much. Do you remember that question about speaking truth to power a few minutes ago? I'm the king, and my throne looks the way I want it to. Okay, this is going to sound like I'm more granola than I am, but I've always had this weird like desire to have a house with like a tree in it, like growing, and like the roof like is built around the tree. Uh huh. And so I want like a tree house. Yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's like a house i don't know the house is built around the tree rather than in the tree if that makes sense got it got it yeah that sounds like some frank lloyd wright stuff <laughs> that was like his stuff is he like built his architecture into the nature around it yeah. i need to i need to look more of his you know architecture uh, what's the river house yeah yeah, yeah falling water falling water falling mm, water yeah. Falling water. I like a great the idea, example though having it in uh, like thinking about like a, a backyard, uh, a porch, right, or a, a deck, and having the tree like midway through and like surrounding. It. I like that mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. I like I like the tree in the house. Just you know, like <laughs> I like I'm, the I'm tree dropping out in of med school and I'm becoming an architect. It's decided. You know, like I think birds should be able to shit in my house. <laughs> Maybe slightly more useful and practical is maybe make it a maple tree so you can harvest, you know, the the sap and you can start like you never have to go outside into the harsh winter. You can just get your sap directly from the tree inside. My house. Rick, we can model this on your Minecraft server. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This was all to say that I think like having a like more natural throne would be kind of cool like Mm -hmm. out of a tree or out of a I don't know something i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do the classic proletariat route and i'm gonna say i'm just gonna do a folding chair oh. <laughs> how noble wow yeah. yep. do you sure are That's you sure right. you don't want to splurge on one of those like what do they call them uh, anti-gravity chairs that are not really anti-gravity but you know the kind that you sort of lean back on they do your whole i i was imagining more like a director's chair like with director on the back or something like so no. that way they know you know no it's just no, a no. folding chair but Alex is a man of the ruler. Alex is a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. Yeah. He's going to have one of those. It's not even like, it's going to be one of those old chairs made out of like aluminum tubing and straps. Yeah. It's got like the little bit of padding on the bottom and it's like metal and it's like really loud. It's the ones that like after church, when you're like seven, you carry like eight of them back. Yeah. yeah. Like impress all the girls at the church. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of the ones that you'd like WWE like slam someone over the head with. Yes. To impress the girls so at the you're, church. You're not only the ruler, but you can make charge. Like you, you can tell people what's what. <laughs> but you'll, you're not above as ruler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. You're not above Alex as ruler, tying a shitload of balloons to your chair and flying around in it. Like that guy, okay. lawn chair Larry. I have some thoughts about that too. There's a helium shortage right now in the world, and we need our helium for MRI machines uh, and uh, NMR machines. Okay. And because it's very important in cooling. Yeah. So I'm actually I am above that. Sorry. I would rather Alex. give my 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 helium to useful causes. What? Okay. How are how are you so well? How are you so familiarized with all the natural resource shortages in the world? 
was a chemistry major. I, th- I feel like you can just. I, I feel like you could just throw a rock at <laughs> at the world and hit something that's a shortage or having a problem right now. Alex gave me a detailed overview of how the water table in Iowa has been falling the other day. Is that it's true? Is that we, true? We're we're tapping the Nebraska aquifer. I think it's called the Nebraska aquifer, but. There's like a huge aquifer under <laughs> Look, we're, we're using it faster than... Look, Alex, if you're not going to get the name of the aquifer right, you know, can we really trust yeah, you? you? You really have nothing to say to us. <laughs> Wait, can He's you do Googling it, it currently. <laughs> do it. Does the snow we've received help replenish that aquifer? Because we've gotten a large amount of snow. That's true. Or is this just... Is it? Because I imagine it would like percolate. What do you That's s- the sound of percolation. Okay, it's the Ogallala <laughs> aquifer. Okay. It's the what? The Ogallala Aquifer. Oh, okay. That sounds made up. <laughs> Fake news, dog. O- Ogallala? Ogallala. 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 So, like a G is in like Gary, or K is in I don't know, Katie. Do you want me to do, you want me to do it in the phonetic alphabet for you? Yes. Tim. <laughs> Tim asked him. Oscar, Gary, Alpha, Limu, Lima, Lima, Limu, Alpha, Lima, <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Okay, I believe you. All right, I, th- I think I've had a minute to think about my throne. I'm. Could you spell out your throne name in the phonetic alphabet? No, I can't. Yeah, no, I think my throne would be a technological marvel. I think it would be made of, you know, like advanced polymers and shit, you know, like just like like that would that cradle what i can only assume would be my increasingly muscle toneless body like 24/7 and it, okay now i just thought of this and it would be powered by farts because I mean, that just makes sense. If I'm going to sit in it 24 hours a day... You'll probably have eaten a few burritos. Right. <laughs> Alex will, Alex oh, yeah. will, Alex will run really or... Eating beans dough. Yeah, and I'm going, to have, I'm going to have Alex run or ride by my throne every day to drop to off a burrito. I th- you, know, you, give me the, you give me the Addy, I'll be there. All right. Plus, farts are a renewable energy source. I think I would be a benevolent ruler, though. Don't you think I would be a benevolent ruler? The answer is yes. How, oh, g- give me examples of how you <laughs> Gates, would like to prosper Gates in her people. office. Gates in her office, and she's been listening. I would be a benevolent ruler. I would sit, insist on never being asked for rulings on important things, though. That is too stressful. I would be like, you do it. Would you insist on the proliferation and distribution of this fart technology? Fartology? I don't know. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. You'll I mean, run on the platform flatulence for all. You'll you'll all you'll all have to wear special bags to collect the renewable energy. Oh man, that just threw me back to the the Stevo bag in in Jackass Three. The Stevo bag. He like yeah, where Stevo runs on the treadmill and he's wearing a plastic bag around it. No, collects all of his. Oh no. And all then of, somebody drinks it. All of his what? Sweat. All everything. Oh God. Oh. Sebum. Sebums. <laughs> Those good old oh, Halloween glands. Oh, that's not pleasant. Full confession: I have not seen any of those movies. When no. I, <laughs> they're only funny in middle school. Yeah. yeah. When you're uncomfortable and like laugh when someone mentions farts or duty. <laughs> Wait, I don't still do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I inevitably die of asphyxiation by farts. <laughs> My kingdom will be ruled by Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz. That's I'm passing on the throne to them. Do you know these guys? Ben Schwartz, a Parks and Rec. Okay. He played the... Oh. 
He played the obnoxious, I don't know, the obnoxious somebody with his sister. John Ralphio. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Thomas Middleditch, he was in Silicon Valley. They have a net, by the way, go, if you like improv comedy, go check out their oh. three Netflix specials where they basically like, it's just the two of them doing improv in front of an, in front of an audience. I've seen one of them it's, and I had forgotten. It is hilarious. So yeah, I'm going to pass it on to them because I want to bring joy to my kingdom. It might not, the, the quality of rulership, you know, might not be especially good, but it probably wasn't when I was sitting on my fart power throne. How humble of you. Yeah. Might not be good, but it'll be fun. That's what I have to say. <laughs> Dave wasn't there for like a long time, but he's there for a good time. That's right. Turns out the brightest, healing. the brightest stars burn quickly, right? Guys, that's our show. Rick, AJ, Alex, Tim, thank you for being on the episode today with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. And what kind of assistant to the regional manager would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on you know, wherever the fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart. Our marketing coordinator is Alex Belzer. Shows made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our music is by Dr. Fox and Catmosphere. Talk to you in a week. Bye.